assembled your favorite House Republican podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Gottesman, joined by Neil Lesher. You say, hey, Neil. Oh, hey. All right, good. Um, all right. Well, as we said in the last podcast, we have a very special guest. Uh, Neil, why don't you introduce our guest? Sure. Uh, this is We're actually making history here. This is the first time that we've had a guest from outside of the caucus, let alone a statewide elected official. We have our state treasurer, State Security, with us. Thanks for coming on. I'm happy to be here with you. Thanks for inviting me, Jason and Neil. And I didn't realize that you hadn't had anybody outside of the uh, assembly. No. So, so I'm honored. Jesse yeah. Topper is going to be very jealous. <laughs> Although Ruth Topper will probably be proud. This will probably be her favorite episode. Yeah. Well, you know, Ruth Topper really is responsible for for pushing up our listener statistics because <laughs> she gathers, you know, all of her friends around, you know, the, yeah, the podcast uh, yep. machine and um, all of Bedford County. Yes. It's uh, it's really quite incredible. Incredible. All right. Well, you know, we talked a little bit about the budget on the, the, the last show, Neil, but you know, Treasurer Garrity has been extremely in front on a lot of the things that ended up being in the budget. One of which is the need to save. Um, which, as as we've been talking about the budget, is sort of like the the top thing that we're really most proud of is the historic investments in the rainy day fund and our starting balance for the coming year, which puts us in a good position. So I know you were out in front of, of that. Why, why why so important in, in your office's view for for not only the rainy day fund but really fiscal management, good fiscal management. So I was out in front of it. In fact, when I had the Senate budget hearing, um, it lasted just about two hours, and it quickly evolved into a conversation about the rainy day fund i mean the entire all the questions were you know why don't you want to spend more money (laughs) why do you want to save but when we constructed this year's budget it was knowing that inflation would be high and that is really one of the reasons that i advocated so strongly to build our rainy day fund and so i really do applaud the general assembly for adding the additional 2.1 billion dollars to the rainy day fund which brought the total to 5 billion And think about this. Two years ago, we had enough money in the rainy day fund to cover uh, maybe three hours. (laughs) And now we have enough money to cover just about 43 days of expenses. And that's pretty close to the national median, which is just above 43 days. So really happy about that. But, you know, think about it, guys. The fact that we knew inflation would be a problem doesn't reduce its impact because the state pays higher prices for goods and services just like individuals our hard-working Pennsylvania families do in our companies and uh, higher prices mean that every dollar in the state budget it has to be stretched even further and that means that we really have to look at absolutely every way we can to cut costs yeah now, you had an op-ed that ran I think it was the first week of June where you talked about the need to put money in the rainy day fund and that actually is what kind of prompted Jason and I to reach out to you and say hey uh, she's saying the same things we are. We should have her on the podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really actually was a struggle to get that done. Um, you know, early on, um, the Wolf administration really didn't want to put more money in the rainy day fund. They would have preferred that that money stay in the general fund and be available for them to spend now on his way out the door. And you're absolutely right. And I, I saw this morning that the uh, the GDP numbers came out and there was another quarter of contraction. Correct. So, you know, we are officially in a recession, despite however the White House wants to rebrand uh, or redefine recession. Exactly. It depends on the definition, right? And by the time they argue about it and figure it out, you know, the recession could be over. Right. Yeah, I like I like all the uh, the, the the stuff on social media of the uh, the reporters who during the, the the Trump White House said two negative quarters of GDP growth. That's a recession. And then now yeah. be like, well. Technically, now that the same thing is happening, 
it's really nuanced and it's like you know guys you know and look there's something um was was it a poll today that came out that said uh 76 percent of the country said that we're headed in the wrong direction i mean it's certainly uh you know no matter what definition you put to it uh our experiences with the economy are, are well they're experiential right it's what you see right it's it's uh, the fact that my free sheets breakfast burrito that I got with my points this morning, you know, double bacon, nacho cheese, uh, tater tots, uh, eggs. Um, so you're you on know, a diet. <clears throat> well, everybody's always on a diet. Um, <laughs> it's whether that diet's healthy or not. But anyway, it used to be when I cashed in my 500 sheets points. Uh, I am a freak member, by the way. So um, am I. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, that's great. And I just, you know, I just recently downloaded the Wawa app uh, because they're coming to central Pennsylvania, right? Well, I'm originally from Bucks County, didn't download the app, uh, but have it now. And right away, you get free stuff from Wawa. This podcast is brought to you by Wawa and Sheets. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, so anyway, it used to be a free burrito was like six fifty. Now it's almost $9. $9 for a breakfast burrito that's a very expensive breakfast burrito brought to you by the Biden administration. Well, I agree. And, you know, the average Pennsylvanian, they don't care about this silly argument. Are we in a recession or not in a recession? They care about how much it costs to fill up their gas tank, how much they're paying for groceries, their higher utilities, higher rents. They care about the inflation. Yeah, yeah it's 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 the real pocketbook costs. Right. It's uh, or, you know, wallet, as as you may be. You know, certainly that I think underscores the need for us to be fiscally prudent in how we've, we've budgeted. And that's something that has really taken, what, the last seven years to get us in a position uh, where we fought back against tax increases that were proposed, where we fought, you know, to have uh, a lot of these prudent budgeting practices in the face of an administration that wanted to do nothing but continue to spend and put us in a position where for the last two years, and especially this year, we've been able to bolster our savings and now, you know, start the next fiscal year off with a, a significant head start, which will guard against uh, this economic downturn that we are currently going through, no matter what you call it, and higher inflation, which has just uh, really made everything uh, more expensive. Yeah, I mean, we went through years um, where your predecessors at Treasury would have to go out and borrow money for cash flow in the general fund because, you know, we were running so tight. Uh, now, thankfully, we don't have to do that. And then that actually costs the taxpayers more money because we have to pay interest on that. And um, so being able to be in a position where we have healthy reserves, you know, and I've said this before, you know, rainy day fund is not a dirty word. Uh, it's actually standard in most other states. And we went way too long without having replenished it here in Pennsylvania. Uh, but thankfully, because of good uh, Republican policies that put us in a, in a better position uh, moving forward, we have those dollars now uh, to prepare for when the recession hits. You're absolutely right, Neil. And think about this. If you continue to put money in a rainy day fund, that could help our credit rating, and right. that could save the Commonwealth and taxpayers, you know, so much money. Right. Um, another thing in the budget uh, that you were working on was uh, increasing security around electronic payments that the Commonwealth does. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, I would love to. So, yes, we're so fortunate that that got into the fiscal code. So it's AVS, and that's Account Verification System. And basically what it is, it's another layer of fraud protection. And um, so, yeah, I had to have a little bit of a fight with the governor's office to get that in. And, um, you know, I really didn't want to have to issue a press release saying that, that the governor doesn't want to protect hardworking Pennsylvanians from fraudsters. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I'm sure you're now 
year and a half into this role, you came from the private sector, which things work a lot differently. Whoa, whoa, Neil, you're taking sector. my question. You didn't tell me it was going to be All right, question. well, that's fine. Anyway, keep going. I just wanted to claim that you can keep going okay, with whatever. <laughs> but, you know, obviously state government works a little bit differently than the private sector, maybe not as uh, efficiently. But, yeah, it seems like every time somebody comes up with a good idea, there's immediately bureaucrats that are willing to throw cold water on everything, right? Uh, they do. Um, <laughs> and, and sometimes both sides. So that's sometimes a bit surprising that you would think this is just a common sense thing that everybody would be all in on. And... And I thought, wow, what if there was something that wasn't such a common sense thing, like to protect our hardworking families? How much more difficult would it be to get in there? So I was a little surprised. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wanted to touch on that private sector experience of yours uh, a little bit because, you know, when, when I worked for Congressman Keller, I actually was able to visit you up at GTP. Yes, you um, were. And uh, uh, quite the facility up there and um, huge employer in Bradford County. I think it's the biggest employer in Bradford County. You know, coming coming to, to, to government, and especially the head of, of a, a major department, um, what what was your how have your expectations aligned with the reality that you found, and some of the work that you've had to do to make you know government work more like a business, which I know is always a goal of uh, you know folks when they come in here. It is. Um, so first of all, one thing that did surprise me was the dedication of the people in Treasury to really supporting um, Pennsylvanians, our taxpayers, and really trying to do the right thing and be very fiscally responsible. So that was one good thing. But there are some things that I was surprised about that would never happen in the private sector. So a couple examples. So the five-day COVID vaccination leave that my agency did not participate in, and I called, called it $100 million of your taxpayer money, basically out the window. Okay, so I was a little bit appalled about that because in the private sector, you get vaccinated or you get tested or you could lose your job. Um, You didn't get five days of leave paid out to sit home on your couch, never miss a paycheck and never have a disruption of health care. So I was a little bit surprised about that. And then the other thing recently, the governor's giving out a thousand dollars to all the union workers, which, again, my agency is not participating in. And they called it hazard pay. And I said, okay, well, I've been in Iraq and been shot at. Um, you know, $1,000 uh, for, for doing your job is not hazard pay. Right. And for people who mainly worked from home throughout most of the pandemic. Um, exactly. You know, and, and we, we call it the Vax Cash giveaway here on Generally Assembled. I like that. That's that what it is a Vax it. Cash giveaway. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, I came up with the title. Me. He comes up with the cool other things throughout, <laughs> throughout the uh, um what was what was even today? They just started again in person service at CareerLink. Was that the announcement that came out yeah. from Illinois and I today? Yeah. Um, you know, so we still have large segments uh, of our state government that um, are are still working from home. That you know, again talking about a recession, there's always a you know the phrase people always use for for Pennsylvania is that we're usually the last in and we're the last out, right? That's <clears throat> right. true. Um, of a, a recession. Well, it seems like when it comes to how government reacted to the pandemic, at least in the Wolf administration, we were the first in, and we're going to be the last out, right? Because to, the, there's no, there's, there seems to be no urgency to move on from, you know, this major change in how, uh, you know, the the largest bureaucracy in Penn, you know, the state government really, really operates. Yeah. Cool, Neil. Cool. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I'll <laughs> say, um, so I was sworn in on January 19th, 2021. And um, I think two days later, I started coming to the office, usually five days a week, unless I'm traveling. So if I'm not in the, the office in Harrisburg, then I'm at an event really pushing treasury programs. Right. 
Yeah, and if you want a government that works, you actually have to work, right? You have to do it. You have to do the job and be 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 responsive. Well, if you're going to be a leader and you have people there, then you you got to be there. They need to see you. Yeah, that's refreshing. <laughs> so one of the things that I've noticed, uh, and we'll give a shout out for shout outs to Eric Arneson because I think maybe this was his idea, but. Around all the state holidays, you guys do kind of a quirky little press release on unclaimed property. We do. And play off of that. Great. It's great. I actually uh, found uh, some unclaimed property a couple months ago that was my grandparents from, and, they, and you know, they've been deceased for 10 years. Um, and, but I think a lot of people don't realize that there's so much unclaimed property sitting over in your vault. Um, how, do, how can people look that up, access it, and figure out if they have unclaimed property? Neil, so first of all, do you know how much unclaimed property there is? I don't. $4 billion. Wow. So that is a tremendous amount of money. While we like to have the money, we really want to get it back to Pennsylvanians because guess what? That could help so much more, especially during this period of high inflation, help you fill up your tank with gas. But uh, one out of 10 Pennsylvanians has unclaimed property. We've upgraded our system. It's super easy to look up. You just go to patreasury.gov slash unclaimed property. A screen pops up. You can do it right on your phone and put your name in and see if you have any. It's it's really simple, actually. And, and I would encourage everybody, you know, check yourself, check your family members, because there's so much, like you said, $4 billion. I mean, that's a lot of property. And I, I noticed, I think I saw yesterday, you just had an auction of some property that had been sitting around. We and did. So you sell the property, turn it into money, but that money is still rightfully, you know, is can be claimed by the rightful owner at any point in time. At right? any time, it's there in perpetuity. So somebody can come 10 years from now and say, oh, I think that was my grandmother's diamond ring. The cash is still there, even if we sold it at an auction. And believe me, we don't sell these things until so. By the time we get it at Treasury, um, it hasn't, it's been three years of dormancy. Uh-huh. Okay. And then we take another three years to really try to find those owners. And then because although we have the largest working vault in the nation, we still don't have unlimited space. So we do two auctions a year at Pook and Pook in Downingtown. And we bring in anywhere from about 230000 to 250000 in auction. You know, I saw recently, I guess you guys put on, on your Twitter, there was a giant, like, diamond M. There or, is. Yeah. That, Actually, that, it's a B. Oh, a B. Oh, <laughs> a B. Yeah. That's mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I was like, look, it's unclaimed. Uh, you know, my you anniversary is in November. <laughs> What's the most unique piece of property that you have? Oh, that we have right now? Yeah. I would say it's that necklace, and we also have um, <laughs> this huge diamond. I think it's 900 grams of gold uh, with with a little bit of diamonds in. And I always say it's from a, a chief. Of, it, we came from a police station in Philadelphia. Okay, but it says chief on it and a big Pisces fish, and it's like, it's, it's, it's really neat. Um, huh. But at one time... Somebody had lost a safe deposit box, allowed it to go dormant. They had $2 million of gold and platinum bars. Didn't even realize they lost it. Wouldn't you love to be in that situation? (laughs) I know. Can you imagine? Now, we found the owners, so so they got their money back. All right, Neil. You ready? Well, um, all right. Well, this segment of PA Dems or San Francisco is brought to you by Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, our longtime listeners know we we have a favorite game here on Generally Assembled. It's called... uh, Pennsylvania Democrats or San Francisco. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to read a headline or a story or, or something, and then you have to guess was this a Pennsylvania Democrat or did this occur in San Francisco? Okay. And sometimes it's hard to tell. I'm sure it is. All right. 
So this police department almost lost their accreditation because the city council changed the law to prohibit pulling over vehicles for minor traffic infractions. Pennsylvania Democrats. <laughs> yep, true. it was in Philadelphia. I helped with that. Did you? I sure did. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Can we stop there? Now that I'm one for one. Yeah, yeah, one for one. Right. The, the prevailing thought in Philadelphia, it's like the opposite of broken windows theory, where they just want broken windows. Break all the windows you want theory. Yeah, anyway. I mean. Yeah, it's shameful. Shame. Shame. All right. I assume this is true because I found it online. Uh, but in, <laughs> in this city, it is illegal for dogs to hang their head out a car window. San Francisco. That is correct. You're very good at this game. Uh, like all laws in San Francisco. Uh, no, don't worry. Oh. Don't worry. I, have, I have notes. Uh, like all laws in San Francisco, I assume it doesn't apply to Hugo Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's dog. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Chuck. All right. This governor signed an executive order ensuring out-of-state residents can access abortions in this state. Pennsylvania Democrats? Yep. That was Tom Wolf. He actually... Uh, fashioned an executive order to encourage people to come here from out of state and get abortions and prohibit complying with any uh, legal or, or criminal investigations dealing with criminal, you know, a, a violation of abortion laws. Yeah, that's that's shameful. Shame. Shame. Yeah. You know, they, they call it abortion tourism. It's not yeah. a phrase for that. I don't, I don't really want Pennsylvania to be known for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody does. Well, Speaking I guess of, Tom actually, Wolf does. Well, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, did you see that video uh, in front of the the U.S. Supreme Court where AOC and yes. uh, the others yeah. and they pretended to be the handcuffed? Fake yes. arrest. And then stopped away. They yeah. Put their hands <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, wait, I'm back. supposed to be handcuffed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. A couple in this city got a ticket for parking in front of a red curb. However, the curb was the curb was painted after they parked in front of it. San Francisco. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's come fun. on, Neil. That was just, that, you know what? You just, I'm, you I'm just said there can't papers. be mi minor, minor infractions people can get stopped for. Well, no. I mean, so this couple, actually, if you read the story, they've been parking in the same area for 25 I think you, I think years. I think you guys right? collaborated on and this. They, we absolutely did not. <laughs> like, they park their car, and a day later, somebody comes and paints like a red, you know, paints right on the curb, and then gives them a ticket for parking in front of a red curb. But they, they can prove that the curb was painted after they parked there because there's this little like round area around where the tire was <laughs> <laughs> all right this is a tweet uh here we go at current prices the average driver will spend 35 dollars less per month per person than they would if gas prices had stayed at their peak pennsylvania democrats it was actually from the white house that oh was, that was from your president joe biden uh you well, know it's not his that fault the gas option. prices went up yeah, no, I know. I, I changed the rules. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> So it's not Biden's fault when gas prices go up, but you better give him credit when they come down a little bit. I mean, look, I think this whole narrative of them spiking the football on gas prices still being at 435 a gallon or 4 450 a gallon just shows how out of touch they are. As a matter of fact, you see uh, yesterday, I think it might have been the RNC who put together a, uh, a video of the White House press secretary a uh, hundred times saying, I, <clears throat> I don't have anything. I don't have anything on that. Just it was like two and a half minutes of just her not having any information whatsoever. And then did you see? Did you see the TikTok video they did about this, these gas prices? And it's like it's like you're 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 having fun with the fact that, like, you know, gas prices two two years ago were. I, I mean, I remember talking about the the pr price of a barrel of oil being in the negative, like 
Yeah. Th- there was so much. And now uh, gas prices are what? I, 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 well, I got my gas at BJ's this so week. The, so. so the cost now <laughs> is the average is yeah. four thirty three, But that's still $1.20 per gallon more than it was uh, last year at the same time. And if you go back just two years ago to December 20, it was $2.12 per gallon. Yeah. Okay. So do they think they're fooling? Any Pennsylvanian? Absolutely not. No, and stop spiking the football on on the idea that that this is a huge win for Pennsylvanians or, or Americans. One, uh, when you released the, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, uh, you sent it to foreign countries. You didn't send it here. China. Yeah, exactly. Uh, two, um, your inflationary policies and anti-energy policies are killing American jobs, increasing the costs of Americans uh, to, to heat their homes and fuel their cars and make ends meet. Uh, and and basically just turn the lights on. Um, and number three, uh, your really poor handling of this whole Russian situation has resulted in global energy prices increasing, uh, mm-hmm. and and us needing to try to do our best to bail out our allies who we you know and now Biden's what going to Saudi Arabia all the while dumping on the new golf tour for uh, you know all this like it's just you know what they're so lost in the weeds uh, and I mean. You know, I, I, when I'm th- talking about this, I'm just imagining the picture of, uh, you know, confused Joe Biden uh, in, hey. my, in my mind. I don't know. Neil, I don't know where this is going to end. Look, you got to stop you, me. You got to give Biden credit. <laughs> okay, he, good. He he conquered cancer in less than an hour last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. Quite amazing. He, he <laughs> did because I was watching, or I saw that when he said that he had cancer, and they had to walk that back. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Right. All right. Last one, just because the headline kind of. All right. Me. You seem really excited about it. You put a lot of work into this, Neil. I'm proud of you. Yeah, here we go. Another tourist couple loses pet in smash-and-grab car burglary. San Francisco. Yeah. Like, like they're smash-and-grabbing pets. And it's not just that, like it happened once. Like, this seems to – it's a repeated issue. Well, let me ask you this. Was but come the, to California. Well, it could be in Philadelphia, too, though, to be honest. Was the car uh, locked and the windows up with a pet inside? Uh, <laughs> because then it's approved by PETA. Well, right. They'll pay you for it. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't actually read the story. I p- passed the headline. Oh. All right. All right. Come to Generally Assembled, where you're most most, most in-depth news <laughs> research program uh, of, 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 of all the House Republican podcasts. Um, it's, at least we got more listeners than Grove Unleashed. That's true. Yeah. And hopefully I can replace Jesse Tapper sometimes. That's yeah. right. Well, hey, that would be great. Uh, now, I think, you know, Jesse would like to say that he probably can't be replaced, uh, but uh, we'd, we'd welcome you back anytime. Yeah. Well, it's great to be with you guys. It was fun. Yeah, we enjoyed having you. Uh, before we leave, uh, you know, uh, our listeners know that we often give movie recommendations. Do you have any movie recommendations you want to leave everybody with? Well, I have to tell you, um, I'm not a big movie person, but I did take my mother to see Top Gun. Oh. So for folks that haven't seen Top Gun, I highly recommend it. There you go. You honest. know, i got to give a movie recommendation every day now. Okay, go ahead. That's part of Neutron's Nuggets. Oh. Shout yeah. out to Neutron. Yeah, shout know. out to Neutron Zongets. Yeah, it's a communications department email that we do. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, I was late getting in this morning, so I didn't give my recommendation. Uh, but what it was going to be was uh, a movie called Fifty Fifty. Ever see the movie Fifty Fifty? Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. It's got uh, Chuck seen it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, what's the guy? Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. It's got uh, why can Seth Rogen, and it's based upon a true story. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a young man 
who uh, in his mid twenties who was diagnosed with cancer, oh, and it goes through. Yeah, it goes through sort of the the whole experience. It's a funny movie, sad movie, but I was I was reflecting on that as I often do in the summertime. My own experience with cancer this morning when I was driving in, um, so that was gonna be my movie recommendation of the day. I didn't get to do that in uh, this morning because I was late to work. But, well, here it uh, is. I, I was able to in the podcast, which will come out even a day later. So I'll be able to do it for tomorrow's Neutron's Nuggets, which will also be in the podcast. So um, I'll just tell people for my movie recommendation, you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Drive drive, tra- drive traffic. You know, I've been doing this podcast thing for a few days. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. All right. That's generally assembled for this week. Uh, you can find this podcast where all of your favorite podcasts are found uh, on Apple, Google. Wait, we're not on Stitcher, right? No. Oh, but we are on Spotify. Yeah, still on Spotify. They haven't kicked us off yet. Uh, also, www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcasts. And uh, you can find more for Treasure Garrity at uh, patreasury.gov. PA that's what I was going to say. And slash unclaimed property. Look it up. All right. Very good. Well, that's generally assembled for this week. Uh, we will see you all uh, here in the near future.